You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Super Bowl 58, 49ers at Chiefs. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. I am Chris Dunnels at Chris Dunnels on your favorite social media Joined now after a little mini two-week hiatus by the one, the only, Jay Spence. Spence, say hello to the people. They've missed you. What's up? I've missed everybody. I'm sorry I've taken some time off. It wasn't intentional. Uh, the first time it was, you know, being in Buffalo when it snows in January and December, you, you probably just shouldn't do it if you don't live there because you can't get out. So that that's what happened after the uh, Bills playoffs, the first game where they had to move it. Yeah, I was out there and all of that, so I apologize. But, hey, I'm back and uh, better than ever. Kind of sounds like the old Mike and Mike days, but I'm here. What's up, man? Yeah, so so we'll obviously talk about a little bit about the Bills because that's how the Chiefs ended up getting here, assuming that you can find it in your heart uh, to kind of recap both the the 49ers' path to the Super Bowl as well as the Chiefs uh, and how both of these teams got to the, the final showdown. But let's just jump right into it first. 49ers, Chiefs. DraftKings right now, so we're kind of in, in Pro Bowl week. So we've got time. That this line could move, and, and I fully expect it to move, candidly. Right now, it is 49ers are two-point favorites over the Chiefs. So give me your first thoughts. When you see that, what are you thinking? My first thoughts, um, I, I feel like Vegas kind of feels like the sports world. Now they're saying, like, well, we really don't want to bet against Mahomes. Because now it's at the point where it just seems like, you know, even when he doesn't have the best team that he does and he doesn't, they just don't really want to bet against him. And I just personally, I've been saying it all year. I think the 49ers are the best team in the league. And I know that people have been questioning Brock Purdy, but I don't know. I, I think this line is too close for me. I think that the 49ers are going to, you know, I know we're not doing the predictions, but they're the best team. And I just think they're going to win this one. And I think it's going to be, it's not going to be as close as two points in either way. It's going to be a, you know, I think they're going to show that they're, the best team by far this year. Well, so I'll just say it sounds like if this line were to move, you would expect the 49ers to have to give more points. It sounds like you're actually surprised that the line is so small that it's 49ers only minus two. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just when you look at it, um, especially going up against one of the worst run teams in the league this year, I know they have one of the best defenses in general overall, but when it comes to the run, you're going up against a beast like Christian McCaffrey, man. Like, And I, there's still a, a lot of people who don't want to put him in the conversation again as the best overall just because they – like, for instance, the MVP. I think he should have got it. I know stats probably wanted Brock to get it, 
I think it should be Christian McCaffrey if you're going to give it to anybody off of that team. And you're going to go up against this team now who I just think I think if you're going to put I know we're going to do some props later. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to eat. It's going to be his day. Yeah, and and I don't disagree. Remember, as a New Orleans Saints fan, I'm used to seeing Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers for many years before he uh, moved over to the West Coast uh, in in the recent past. But I actually come down on the other way. I, I agree and think this line might end up moving, but I expect the Chiefs possibly to end up being favored by the time opening kickoff comes around for the Super Bowl. For everything you kind of started to to begin with the idea that you don't bet against Mahomes this whole season up through now everyone has said everything that we've said which is that this is the worst team he has right this is the least amount of offensive skill position players that he has around him it's an older Travis Kelsey you don't have a clear wide receiver one or even a makeshift wide receiver one like a a Juju Smith-Schuster let alone obviously a Tyreek Hill so everyone said this is the year that the Chiefs are going to get bounced, that Mahomes, he's, he's playing on the road now, he's going to lose, whether it's to uh, the Bills or otherwise. And it just hasn't happened. And maybe it's the, the, the homer in me for the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift romance, because by goodness, we're going to talk about this too. But I just see the Chiefs being the team to hold up the Lombardi at the end of the Super Bowl and I have a feeling this line is going to move a smidge where it might be Chiefs plus one and a half plus one maybe straight pick them maybe even minus one or minus two I have a feeling if this line moves it's going to move in the Chiefs favor not the other way around see and if that happens I'm going to smash the the like I'm going to take whatever money that they're going to give me on the 49ers and there's reasons why so if you look at Okay, so I feel like in the playoffs, you typically win or lose based on how your year has gone. <laughs> you know, basically just it, it's a it's a good way. Actually, coach talk at the end of the year, Sean McDermott, every time the Bills lose, he always says, you know, you're going to the reason why you lose your last game is the reasons why or the areas that you were deficient in your team all season. So I think with this, what what I look at is first, again, the 49ers are one of the best teams overall on offense and defense. They've scored over 30 points 11 times this season, whereas the Chiefs have only scored 30 points. Now, for Patrick Mahomes-led offense, most people would think that number is going to be around 7, 8, or more, right? They only scored 40, 30 points four times this season. So I think if the if if we see the 49ers just do what they normally do, play good defense, and then let Kister McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk, and all these other guys just let these guys do their thing, George Kittle, let them do their thing, Mahomes and that offense just they don't have the same fight. They won last week in the AFC Championship with 17 points. It was defense that won for them. So I just the 49ers are too explosive on offense. They have too many weapons. I just I'm with you, Chris, but I just don't see it this week. We're gonna be against each other. And and that's fine. But let me ask you this. It seems like I know your answer because you're especially gonna be consistent the way I'm t- I'm teeing this up for you. But I don't think the Ravens have an offense you can scoff at either, especially a ground game. They might not have it in the form of a running back with like Christian McCaffrey, but Lamar Jackson, what he's able to do on the ground and how he can tear teams up. Offense versus offense, especially when you're considering the caliber of the quarterbacks that you have. 49ers, Ravens, which team has a better offense to you? Uh, well, I would initially, I would say the Ravens, but 
what we saw last week is that the Ravens completely got away from their game plan. During the season, the Ravens lead or they led the league in, in rushing attempts and yards. Like they were the best running team in the league. They ran the ball six times with their running backs, like six times. So, you know, when you when you get away from what you do best against a team that's actually not good there. Like I said, they're the, the Chiefs are 28th against the run. So you're the best team against the run, and then you're going against a team that's weak against the run. But you get out there and you try to, you know, you try to turn Jamar Jackson into Patrick Mahomes. You want him to throw it every time, and you want him to be – I've been saying Lamar can throw, but they you have to still follow. I just said the way you lose or the way you win in the playoffs is – a good indicator of what was deficient or what was superior for you during the season and to lose by not doing what was working. It's fitting. Well, the good news is I, I hope that stats, uh, our, our lovely, wonderful producer uh, might at least show his face when I say this, because the good news is that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers do not have any history of getting away from a playbook that works and uh, getting away from a rushing attack and getting away from giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, wait, that's exactly what they do. No. In, in the second half of games, the amount of rushing attempts for Christian McCaffrey when the rushing game is working is mind-blowing what Shanahan can do consistently of just say, you know what, we're just not going to run the ball much anymore. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. But I think that sometimes the air of Patrick Mahomes will force teams to start playing out of their element. It'll force a team like the Ravens to say, you know what, we're going to try to have to match the Chiefs point for point, and we're going to have to play an offense that isn't us. And I could fully, I would almost expect to see Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers say, you know what, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, you're going to be the guy. You're going to be the one here to lead us to the promised land, not Christian McCaffrey, not the best player on the team. And that's the going to be the formula for why the 49ers could lose this game is if Shanahan and the 49ers try to play an offense that they haven't played when they win games. Stats is here with us. What do you have to say? You know what the difference is this year? It ain't what? Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball. That's the difference. And we saw it again in the Lions when Shanahan was passing and stuff just wasn't there. Instead of Jimmy G trying to force something over the middle, what did Brock Purdy do? He pulled the ball down. He made multiple plays with his legs. He had two scrambles of 21 yards in the game. That's the difference this year with this 49ers offense is they have a quarterback that can make plays outside of the structure of Shanahan's offense. And hopefully that's enough. And and I don't want to sound like another Brock Purdy basher because the offense for the 49ers needs to run through Christian McCaffrey. I think we all agree with that. And, and when I say that, it's not a knock on Purdy. It's just talking about how good and electric Christian McCaffrey has been. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, I just fully expect to see Kyle Shanahan try if it's Third and one, I guarantee you this. If there's a prop bet that DraftKings will allow, find it. On a third and one where we think Christian McCaffrey is going to get the ball in a handoff and try to pick up an easy first down, they're going to ask Purdy to throw it, and it's going to be incomplete, and then they're going to have to punt. Like It's just something that Shanahan does, especially in Super Bowls. So that's a a Falcons issue when, when they blew their lead too. So... I look at the 49ers, I look at their path to get to the Super Bowl, and it seems like, Stats is going to be so mad when I say this, there have been a lot of very fortunate bounces 
both figuratively and literally, whether it's a bounce off a defender's hands to, for Brandon Ayuk to dive and make an incredible catch, or it's field goals going wide, whatever it is, you, you can look back at their playoffs and say, man, if, if this one thing goes differently, and obviously we could say that with anything, but if this one thing goes differently, maybe the 49ers don't end up here. At the same time, you look at the Chiefs and how they've gotten here and beating the Ravens with MVP Lamar Jackson, beating Josh Allen and the Bills, when they were expected to lose both of those games, the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs feel like this is what they're used to. This is kind of destined for them. Stats adds, Bills missed a pretty important field goal themselves. That's true, obviously. Oh, uh, and that's but, what I was going to say, but I was just going to wait for you to finish your point. No, no, go you ahead. Look at it. Um, the, the Ravens, you, you're talking about a, a, a Zay Flowers fumble on the goal line. You talk about a Lamar Jackson interception into triple coverage. You talk about teams beating themselves, and you talk about the Bills with the missed field goal there. You talk about the Bills with activating a punter that can't punt because he has a pulled hamstring. So then you have to call a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin. I don't know why you would do that, but you call the fake punt to DeMar Hamlin on your own 30, which gives – which gives Patrick Mahomes a short field. I just don't see the 49ers making those type of dumb decisions. And, and again, if you both games, if you look at it, they just don't score like they used to. So I know you just made mention and, and it makes sense. You're right. Some teams do make silly plays and they feel like they have to keep up with the 49ers. But in this case, the chiefs will be lucky if their defense can, can hold pace so that way they won't have to try and keep up. Because if they try to keep up offensively, they just don't have what it takes. If you And look at the season. Like I said, they've only scored more than 30 points four times. It's not even like they're, they're not the dynamic offense that's going to scare the 49ers defense. But the 49ers offense absolutely scares the living crap out of this. I guarantee you it, it's going to be very difficult for that defense to hold this offense in check. Well, you mentioned something also that Stats and I were able to talk about last week. And real quick, before we start start talking about some of the bets in this 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl, I want to get your take on fumbling through the end zone. Just that idea. Should it be a touchback? Should it be a – and I don't know if you listened to, to last week's podcast, but I'll tell you what Stats and mine, because I think we, we shared an opinion there on what our take is. But I want to hear your thoughts Fumbling the ball through the end zone, should that be a touchback or what? I, I, can't, I guess I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I get the I get the aggravation of it when it's your team that does it and it goes to the end zone. It's like, ah, you know, but then at the same time, it's like, look, protect the ball, man. Like, you're you're in the most important part of the field and you're trying to score. Protect the doggone ball. So, for me, I guess I'm indifferent. I, I, I don't mind if it, if the rule is switched. I'll get it if it's um, if it's kept the same to where it's a touchback. I have no problem with it because I feel like if you're not going to protect the ball down there in your end zone, really the other team should get points. <laughs> you know, if you if you can't protect your doggone ball, the other team should get points. Yeah, so I agree that if the rule changes, I get it. But let me start with that. Like I fully understand that if the rule changes, I get why because people were waiting for an excuse to be able to change that rule. Mm -hmm. At the same time. I think Stats and I agreed. It's a rule that actually favors the defense here for the oh, first what? time in a sport that most oh, rules favor the offense. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you talk about when it's your team that fumbles the ball. Man, when it's your team that is on defense there and is able oh. to then get a touchback the other way, 
man, that that swing of of emotion and momentum can be really fun on the other side. So as much as it hurts and can be deflating when you're the fumbler, if you're the fumbly, man, it can be pretty fun. Well, I mean, the Bills, I mean, we lost, but the Bills had one with Jordan Poyer after the fake DeMar Hamlin punt. So I get those moments. Those moments make you jump. You know, it's like, okay, we're back and it's, it's a good thing. But but no, I, I say leave it how it is. Let it favor the defense, man. If you can't protect the ball in the most important part of the field, you don't deserve to have something vague for you. Like it, just Just do better. Do your job. So last week, some of the the props that we looked at were the touchdown scores in the AFC Championship game. And I pointed out how Travis Kelsey in the regular season didn't have the Travis Kelsey-type season. He hadn't had a game uh, with multiple touchdowns. He hadn't just strung in back-to-back, you know, 100-plus reception or receiving yards, multiple scores. We, we just weren't used to this version of, of Travis Kelsey when opposing defenses are able to focus in on Travis Kelsey, knowing that other playmakers aren't really there, but that in the playoffs, uh, I think stats refer to it as the mind meld, right? The connection between Mahomes and Kelsey is just so strong. And Andy Reid is such a good play designer and caller that they're going to find ways for Kelsey to score. I'm agreeing this, real quick. Do you think it's even the play? Call? Did you see his route tree? Yeah. He's so, not even running routes. Is it just that he's the, the size advantage? Is that what it is? Is it just that if you put a linebacker on him, Kelsey's a little faster and has a little more wiggle? If you put a cornerback on him, he's a little bigger and can box you out. Is it Mahomes just throwing balls that only Kelsey can catch? What do you think? Because last week and, and through the playoffs, Kelsey has been consistently the Chiefs offense. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is, is the one throwing the ball around. But Kelsey has been the driving point of the Chiefs offense more so surprisingly than Pacheco in the ground game it's been Kelsey catching touchdowns I just think that um like I just said stats reposted it um when you look at the type of routes this guy runs they're not routes he's just out there playing backyard football and when you have a mind like Andy Reid who can kind of create openings and spaces for him to do that it's just it's one of those things that um if they had more weapons on offense. I think that they would be more explosive, but you know, I don't, I don't know if, I don't think it's the size. I just, again, I think it's just the connection that those two have. And um, his production has been down this year and he's still doing this in the playoffs, man. So uh, I think, I think I saw in there that he, I saw some odds for him for a touchdown. Make sure you take it. <laughs> just make yeah, sure. Yeah. So take right it. now, anytime touchdown is minus minus one twenty. So, that seems like regardless of if you agree with me and think the Chiefs are going to win or agree with Spence and think that the 49ers and Brock Purdy are going to pull it off, Travis Kelsey feels like a guarantee to get a score here. So that's why it's a it's a favorite or it's not a favorite bet. It's minus odds, meaning you have to bet $120 to win 100 for Kelsey to be an anytime touchdown score. Yeah. But considering what we were looking at in weeks 15, 16, 17, 18 in the regular season, when week one started, Travis Kelsey may or may not have uh, played the, the first week. He ended up not playing. But in week two and three, those odds for Kelsey as an anytime touchdown were like minus 250, minus 275. Then as the season went along, those odds kept changing and getting to the point to where they became odds against. You, you'd see plus 125 for Travis Kelsey as an anytime touchdown score. 
Now we're seeing them favored again at minus 120 for Kelsey in the playoffs. I think you take it. I think it's easy money, uh, regardless, again, of if the Chiefs win or how many points they put up. Kelsey's finding the end zone. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, uh, there's nothing that we've seen in the playoffs that would lead me to believe that Kelsey is not going to be targeted in the red zone or the end zone in general. He, he's he's a magnet when it comes to touchdowns in the playoffs. And and look, Mahomes is going to find him. This year, the, the receivers, we've talked about it all year on every podcast, on every network, not just us, that the offense for the Chiefs does not look the same. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is not the guy that, you know, Tariq Hill was, or they don't have Juju this year. And so, yeah, we've talked about it all year. He's going to find Kelsey. So take that, take that. <laughs> the player obviously with the, the worst odds, well, I guess this is the worst payout, but the, the best odds to score a touchdown this game is Christian McCaffrey at minus 210. Mm -hmm. That also seems like, again, obviously you're, you're going to have to risk two times the money for a payout, but that seems like the kind of bet that, might be worth placing also because for everything we've talked about and how the 49ers offense runs through McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, you even listen to like last week's broadcast, I think it was some somewhere in the third quarter and they're like, yeah, even in a, in a bad game for McCaffrey, he has like a hundred yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. And he's just that guy like, yeah, there are games obviously that he doesn't score, but I feel like there's so few and far between that, you know, you almost just feel like even if you don't win this bet, like you, you take it because he, it, more often than not, he's going to score and he's going to win the bet for you. So before we go over some maybe props for the game that you've pulled and, and in this thing, I want to at least remind the people that since week one, literally week one, because if you remember, we covered Thursday night football and the Kansas City Chiefs were the first Thursday night football game. I have talked about one player who I have been mad at since week one. And it seems like the, the Chiefs and the NFL world has finally joined my bandwagon. Kadarius Tony has been something on Twitter slash X. Spence, have you been keeping up with any of that? I have. I have. And I, but you know what? I, I can't wait to hear. I, go ahead. I need to hear this. So the Chiefs were doing him a favor. After everything, after being off sides, after dropping catches that could win you games, not just like dropping a catch in the middle of the second quarter, but dropping go-ahead touchdowns, being off sides on what would have been one of the most rewatched offensive plays in the whole season on that Travis Kelsey lateral. The Chiefs were still trying to help him out and say, you know what? He's inactive because of this injury. So what does he do? He ends up posting on social media. No, they're lying to you. I'm not injured. We know that, Kadarius. We know that you're not actually injured, okay? They're doing that because you stink right now, and they're winning games without you, and they don't want to mess that up by risking putting you in the game and throwing the ball to you in a Super Bowl when it matters. But instead of just saying he's inactive because we don't trust him, they're trying to say it's an injury. Now, I understand the NFL rules as it relates to if you, you have someone inactive for an injury, they have to actually be injured. I get all of that, and I get how this could be finagling some of those rules. But Kadarius, they're trying to help you, my dude, and you're just out here saying, no, 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 they're not playing me, but I'm not injured. They want you to hopefully be able to latch on somewhere else next next season. 
help them help you by shutting the hell up. But no, he's got to run his mouth on X. So that's my little mini soapbox. What do you think, Spence? No, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm with you. Uh, somebody who has made so much noise for bad reasons this season, I think you should try to be as quiet as possible. Get Just sit back. If the Chiefs win, I mean, they, they seem to win more often than not. Get your he ring, gets a ring. He and gets ride a off ring. into the sunset. Yeah, just just get your ring and be quiet, man. Like there's so many guys who deserve rings around the league that would never get one. Just get your ring and and keep it quiet. All right, Spence. I, I said earlier that I was going to let you kind of talk about some individual player props that you might have already identified. Obviously, the, the game's still a, a week and a half out. We're recording this. Uh, this is. Wednesday, January 31st. So we're like 11 days out from the Super Bowl. So obviously things can change. But what are you seeing right now? Well, so there's a couple that I, I like a lot. Um, so I'm and both of them are on the 49ers side. Obviously, this game, I, I kind of told you already that I'm, I'm leaning heavily to them. And I think Brock Purdy. Um, so he doesn't he's not Josh Allen or, or, or uh, Lamar Jackson scrambling. But when he does choose to take off I think he's smart with it and I think um you know it's, it's typically a play that that's very demoralizing for the defense there's a prop bet in there right now uh for Brock Purdy over three and a half rushing yards on his first attempt and that's giving you plus 105 so you know you're you're basically doubling your money there but for his first rush attempt three and a half yards I think Brock Purdy easily does that on a scramble where you know, you might not be able to get some guys open. You'll bust a five, seven-yard game. And we, we've seen him last week. We saw, I think he had 50-plus rushing yards on three rushes. So I think we can – I'm, I'm going to feel good about that one. And then secondly, I have one for Fred Warner, over five-and-a-half tackles for plus 114. Fred Warner, you know, just he, – he's a big-time player in big games and in big moments he shows up. I think he's going to he's gonna be one of those guys where you're going to say, well, do you give it to a defensive player? Do you give the, the NFL Super Bowl MVP to a defensive guy? That's going to be the conversation for Fred Warner in that game, but uh, it's going to be CMC. So I saw a couple bets that I want to also highlight too. One is we, we talked about this before, and we I said the heavy money you have to wager to get a, a reasonable payout on a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. But if you're willing to assume he gets two or more scores, that then becomes plus 225. So a $100 pay, bet there will pay out 225 bucks. That's the kind of bet that I probably look at. Stats adds in. He's gotten two touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. So that seems like a safe bet to make. Honestly, what I probably do is I, I place money on both. I place money on a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown and money on two or more touchdowns because I like those odds for each. And hey, if you, if there's a no sweat parlay in there for that, I would say, I would say, make sure, you know, if there's a no sweat parlay and you can just, do, I, I would actually take the, the two touchdowns bet because those odds aren't even when you think about it, like what was it? Plus two twenty five. That's right. So what, so what Vegas is telling you guys there is like, yeah, it's not like a sure thing, but it's not, is not so far fetched that we think it won't happen because he does it so often. So yeah, I've seen I've seen worse odds for um you know for like Josh Allen touchdown over you know and he has the most touchdowns on the season. So I, I would absolutely take that two touchdowns. So other bets that I would place, I expect some of these to move, and they're not necessarily going to be uh, big money payouts. But 
I always bet for Super Bowls that the opening kickoff's a touchback. 99.9% of the time it is, so that's usually what I look for. Uh, I will let you know that as an anytime touchdown score, Kadarius Tony has odds of plus 9,000. If you'd like to look into that, everybody, don't do it. Uh, but this this will be the other... I don't know if this is going to be a prop bet, DraftKings. I hope you're listening. We talked about how even if Kadarius Tony doesn't play, he gets a ring. There's another person who might not play in this game who might also get a ring, and that is T-Swizzle, Taylor Swift. Does she get proposed to by Travis Kelsey if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Spence, that's what the people want to know. That's why they're here. That's what they're listening for. They want our Taylor Swift takes. Does she get proposed to by Travis Kelsey? I'm, I'm rooting for Usher. I just went to halftime show. Um, I, I'm, you know what? For the for for the hell of it, let's say, let's say yes. Let's say they. Let's say the Chiefs, if they win the Super Bowl, let's say Travis Kelsey retires and and proposes, and he rides off with both rings. He gets married, and he's happily ever after with championships and rings. But Good. There you go. But I'm tired of this man. <laughs> the NFL. Look, they they made that money. They made that money, but man, good God, I'm tired of this. Yeah, so spoiler alert, Trav, uh, Usher will be replaced by Taylor Swift for the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, and that'll make everyone happy, right? All right, with that, Spence, anything else we need to uh, alert the people of while we get ready for the Super Bowl? Well, I will say, um, I know we're going to have another show next week, but I'm hoping if everybody's out in, in Vegas, whoever's out in Vegas for the Super Bowl, I know Stats is going to be there. I know i got a couple other guys and. Uh, friends from SB Nation family is going to be there, but please, you know, if you're going to be out there, look for me. I got a I got a live event happening with Stevie Johnson, so just look for me on social media at Jay Spence the King, and um, all the details that you need to know are in there. And I, I hope to get to see a lot of people, man. I'm I'm going to enjoy this experience. It's going to be great. So yeah, if you're listening and you plan on being in Vegas for the Super Bowl, find Spence, say hello, give him a shout out, tell him you're a listener, and uh, ask for his autograph. Stats, before you take us home here, I know you've got a, a quick interview with RJ and Kay Adams from Up and Adams. So go ahead and give the people what they want. Give them some Kay Adams, and then you can play the outro and take us home. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Very pleased not to be joined by the one and only, the internationally famous, 
known all over this galaxy and every other one, uh, whichever ones the Guardians explored. One of my very best friends, I'll just go that far, from up at Adams and from really everywhere else, it is Kay Adams. Kay, it's great to see you. RJ Bambesti, love ya. Good to see ya. One of my favorite backgrounds in sports. And uh, for you to call me internationally known as Wild because you are always everywhere educating me over at Blog and the Boys. Is that a pencil you're waving for the visual audience? It's a sky blue Crayola and I've worn it down so I need to sharpen it. You a note taker, like a heavy note taker, I imagine? I like do like a like a, I don't even know I'm just doing some doodles and I'm just really enjoying my time we have so much to talk about let's get to it yeah battles baby it's going on Wednesday February 7th 8 p.m eastern on overtime seasons YouTube so you get to watch it live and what are you gonna watch you're gonna watch eight of the best in the game eight of the best NFL players going at it highly competitive highly trash talking doing their thing in a table tennis tournament with PNG PNG of course official locker products of the NFL. Gillette, I'm sure you've heard of it. Old Spice, get you smelling great. You've got head and shoulders, you've got Tide. So they're gonna come with it on Wednesday. This is year two of the PNG oh. Battle of the Paddles. Uh, I was a part of year one, not trying to brag. Uh, I interviewed Trevor Lawrence last year. Uh, he was very excited about it. Super cool. He was actually very cool. I had my camera off for like the first half of the, uh, the Zoom conversation and he played it off, totally chill. Um, so do you think he's the favorite to win as a result of all that? Well, he is, but I didn't even, I didn't know that you talked to him. Do I need yeah. to know anything? Prep me well, for the my- th the, the three of us are best friends as a community. You, you, okay, me and I forgot. Well, now you're lying. I thought you, Nasia, I thought you and I were really best friends. I'm not best friends with Trevor Lawrence, but he's going to bring competition for sure. I don't know how much table tennis he actually plays. I feel like he's in, you know, Doug Peterson's office the whole mm. time. Like, when you're a quarterback, it's a little bit different. But I'm going to say Trent Taylor, who was also there last year, who won the whole thing, was a late ad. He's sort of known in the world of the NFL as a great table tennis player. He's going to come back. He's the one to beat. We also have Jamal Williams, which would be so fun. He'll add a whole add a whole other element um, of hilarity and levity to the whole thing. And then Saquon Barkley is no joke. Saquon Barkley's competitive. I played Connect Four with him, so I just feel like he's really going to bring it as well. But it's all going down, and it's a lot of fun, and everybody can watch it live with me. Very awesome. Everybody will, of course, watch it live. Uh, this is a, a new thing and a unique thing. And I feel like you have your handprints all over unique things. I say this sincerely. You're one of the bravest people, I think, in sports media. I, I, you're so adventurous and try so many new things. I remember when you would do fantasy segments with Michelle Beadle way back in the day. <laughs> where where does that come from? And, and how do you sleep? I mean, to absorb as much, I guess, content and information as you must to be willing to try and do like the Netflix, you know, thing you did yeah. with, you know, out in Vegas, speaking of Vegas and golf, like, it feels like you are miss say yes to everything. I would, I definitely have learned a good lesson in my career has been not to say yes to everything. And that only comes with experience. I liken it to being Patrick Mahomes mm. and what he's doing right now. Not that I'm the greatest or I'm not saying that at all, but his ability to like, just take what's given to him, not have to just put everything on his shoulders. Something I've had to learn because there was a, there was a time RJ and we've known each other long enough that like, I would say yes to absolutely everything. And I'm not doing that anymore. So there, it, it takes a bit of discipline. Um, I don't know why you would not want to be adventurous. I guess it's just how I'm wired. It's a question. I don't have a, a super tangible sticky answer to. I think when presented with the excitement of what is going on in our world right now with the media landscape and this tech company wants in and Netflix is like, we want it on sports. When you're in a room with passionate 
producers, the, the ones that are at the top of the game saying, we want to dabble here. We'd like to make history. Uh, how do you how do you not get juiced by that? So um, I think it's always keeping your ears and eyes open to those opportunities and what's going on. It's definitely a 24 hour situation. Um, one that I'm constantly monitoring and I'm and I'm I'm very interested in like that part of the the less traditional trajectory of sports media. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Your show as an example, somebody could watch uh, the first portion of it on YouTube and then have to pause and come back to it later in the day or have to drive somewhere and just listen to the podcast version. It is very cool the way things are so accessible. And I think you've done a really great job of maximizing um, all of the tentacles of that. You've asked me a lot about the Cowboys in the past. And you're also a really positive person. And this is a really down bad offseason for I feel down bad about the Cowboys. And I don't know of anything they could do to make me feel better. Uh, so I have nowhere else to turn. Uh, given the oh, way gosh. things have gone. Well, they, the way they lost and that it just keeps happening to them. It feels really difficult to imagine anything they could do this offseason to rope me back in. What if if you were charged with satisfying Cowboys fans this offseason? What 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 could conceivably happen? redo it uh figure out your DAC situation your your other best friend right there i would just say figure out what that looks like he's due what 60 mil that's correct that's he's on he's on the books for 60 million dollars and that's what does that look like wouldn't it make cowboys fans a little better given the resume that we have to sort of rework that and make everybody in all sides comfortable um you know, I talked, I don't know if this makes you feel better. I talked to Jalen Smith today and he said that he did not, he does not put it all on Mike McCarthy. Um, so he thought that it was a good decision that he was not relieved from his duty at duties. I don't know what the fan base temperature is down there right now. Um, you know, would Belichick have been an upgrade on him? I certainly would think so in a lot of ways. Uh, I was, I was, very interested to see how that would shake out with Jerry Jones and company. I know that there's just such a small window. They have to, they have to get it right. They have the talent. I'm going to hopefully sit down with CD at Super Bowl next week. I'm sure you will as well. Um, and sort of get in his head with everything that was going on with Dak, but let's figure out the Dak situation and, and how that can work for everybody. Yeah, that is always a, a complicated manner. Jalen, a part of Dak's draft class back in 2016. So they're buddies. Um, that was a good time. As it relates to the Super Bowl, though, obviously you got a lot going on with PNG, as we touched on. Um, it's kind of boring when we have the same one that we had, you know, four years ago. Or do you feel that way? I think there's there's certainly, you know, it depends on how do you like the consistent greatness, which there's mm. a part of it that loves that, that loves it. It's the Chiefs again, fourth time in five years. Like, how can you not just be in awe of what that is? And the team, the whole thing looks very different. Patrick's ability to evolve. Um, and take what's given to him and let the defense sort of do their thing is fascinating to watch. And, and I think, you know, in, in this game where it's literally any given Sunday, consistent greatness, like what Tomlin does, like what, it's just incredible and rare and amazing and should be celebrated. So no, I'm not bored of it uh, in the slightest. I think on the NFC side of things, that's the team I would have loved for the Lions to go, would have loved it. But to me, the best team, I like it for once if the best teams made it. And that would have been to me, Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens from the regular season, of course, and those Niners. I would have liked to see those two go at it for round two, but there's so much beauty in this. It always just ends up incredible. And will it be a defensive showdown now? It's Super Bowl 58. Who knows? 
Um, it is cool on some level. You're right. I mean, greatness beating greatness is fun. Uh, Debo's one of your other, you got a lot of, a lot of best friends. Okay. I mean, yeah, quite, quite popular. Um, and that's so cool when something like that works out when you have him on, you know, consecutively throughout the season or, or however often it is. And then he winds up in the Super Bowl. Like sometimes sports and life are just luck that way. Uh, calculated luck, but luck nonetheless. That being said, you are somebody who has a history with fantasy and things like that. What do you like early on? What kind of prop bets? Maybe they are Debo associated. I haven't really looked at them. I think D I mean, I'm sure there's a really fun, uh, you know, scrimmage over, over, over that I will take for Debo because I think with what he looked like last week. And I do feel like at certain points of the season, there was adversity that he was dealing with more than even he was sharing when it came to the shoulder, the hairline fracture and some of the other things. And you saw him after the win, it's all over social media, just the, the emotion sort of finally catching up to him. So I think he's going to play a huge role uh, in this matchup and he's healthy. They managed him, I think, correctly. And so he'll make really big plays. Um, I don't know like this. Not, let's not pretend this Chiefs defense isn't like a world right. beater. Like they're, you know, like I, it's, it's I, what, what, what will be the game plan? I don't know. What will be the game plan to disrupt Patrick Mahomes? Like is Chase Young going to be able to do his thing and like do, do enough to be worth the big trade and the swing that they made. Um, oh man, I don't know. I think I think any profit involving Debo, whether it's any time touchdown, like, and who knows? We talked about these. I talked about these with Hamilton yesterday. Like the fun ones, especially over at like FanDuel Sportsbook, they have you know non-quarterbacks throwing right. touchdowns. I could see that happening. You don't think Debo or like I could see Christian McCaffrey getting his paws on a ball and throwing, launching it down the field. So those are the ones that I find the most fun. Uh, PNG battle the paddles on overtime seasons, YouTube channel, beginning 8 PM Eastern on Wednesday, February 7th, uh, the week of the super bowl when they're not watching UK and all the fun, uh, the, the battle of the paddles is going to be, what's something else you recommend people watching last one, Netflix, max, whatever you want. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You tell me, I haven't watched anything in so long to even give me something to watch. Um, you know, I actually thought the thing you drew for the podcast audience looked like a peacock, and that would have been great, obviously, for the playoff game. The NFL would have really loved that, you know, that subliminal messaging. There's a show called Traders on there that's okay. uh, kind of like a they clue. They had me ask about traders yesterday. I've never heard of it. Traders, not yeah. traders like trading, like trade, like being betrayers. Yeah, like what? betrayers. Yeah. It's um kind of like Clue, Who Done It, and it's got a lot of reality TV legends, like people from Survivor, Big Brother, The Challenge on MTV. Very much worth your time. So Gronk's going to be on season three. Look, Gronk, when he's not on with you, I mean, I don't know. Gronk Everywhere. might be, he's, he might be the only person busier than you, to be honest. He's in a toasty. Well, he's making a lot more money than me. I'll tell you that. All right. We appreciate you, RJ. Thanks. Everybody check out Battle of the Paddles. Um, I'm going to get inside scoop from RJ and Trevor Lawrence that I didn't know, but Trent Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Jamal Williams, four other players um, that are going to be hanging out and playing table tennis and you get to watch us live. Yeah, you're the best. Everybody check out Up and Adams always, forever. You're the best. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.